This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the Redskins' offensive needs by position. We break down the free agents, who we should keep, who we should get rid of. We talk about the Hall of Fame voting. Chris Hamburger is a finalist. Will he finally get in? This and much more live with Aaron and John. Yo, 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 what's up, John? Yo, 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 what's up, Aaron? What's up? What up? What up? Oh, man. Josh, what's up? where are you at? What, what's up, Josh? <laughs> for those of you who have been listening to Harry Hog Football for a long time, you know what those sounds mean. That Those sounds mean that Josh is MIA. Who said that, dude? um john said it and you know what i did josh you know what i did i called it that's That's it that's josh's four sound effects that we always play when he's not on the podcast oh man because he mixed up up the time dude there is one other sound effect you could play of josh sounds like Uh, timber falling Oh, I don't have that on the new soundboard. I need to get it. Oh, yeah, we that, you know, that we haven't we haven't played that one in a really long time. Hey, you know what I'm going to vow to do this week? I got this whole new soundboard set up that lets me play like hundreds of extra sound effects that I didn't used to be able to do at right. my fingertips. And I've basically loaded in like 20 of the ones that we had. So, I'm going to get a bunch more. And if any of you guys have some sound effects that are like you know, sound clips, you can go ahead and email them to us at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. And if they're good sound effects, they might actually make it into the soundboard program. Yeah, like the one that uh, Forrest George sent us a long time ago, the uh, Insane Gibbs laugh. Yeah, I need to get that one in here too. Yep. Anyway, so basically if you're tired of me playing the same 12 sound effects, send me some. (laughs) How about that? Dudes, welcome to Harry Hog Football episode 242. No, 241. Yeah, it's 241. The Kareem Moore episode. I'm like trying to get into the taint even quicker than uh than we should be. The taint. <laughs> um Yeah, pretty much uh let me how do I phrase this? Um The Redskins suck this year and uh I didn't do so great on my precarious predictions. I was six and ten as far as those go. No, you know, but you know what? I was better than last year, where I was only four and twelve. So <laughs> <laughs> there's that sound effect. No way. <laughs> yes way. Anyway, yeah, like we said, Josh uh, mixed up the time and place for the podcast, so he'll be with us hopefully next week for episode 242, so this week we'll just have to get to joke yeah. him. I think he's stuck in some, like, snowstorm down in Atlanta. Or Tallahassee, or somewhere. 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 Well, dudes, well, let's thank our benevolent sponsor, weekly sponsor, David Lee Legal Services, Redskins fan. Yeah, I'd like to thank David Lee, and David Lee called in to give us a legal report on the Redskins, um, which we'll be able to play on next week's episode because Josh has to, like, download the file and do all that stuff. That's his responsibility. So <laughs> his responsibility. Next, next week, look forward to it, we will have David Lee, the resident lawyer here at Harry Huck Football. We will have his analysis of the Redskins' legal problems, including um, – Joe Joseph Jojo. and Fred Davis and their situation and how much jail time, if any, they may be facing. And um, let me see, another shout-out to our benevolent weekly's this week's sponsor, David H. in Capistrano Beach, California. California. Yes, sir. Man, we've got a lot of people from California listening in. It's 
because everyone's moving out there because it, there's no snow there, unlike the the crappy, crazy weather we've been having here on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I know there's snow in the Sierra Nevadas and stuff, and they make really good beer there too. But most places, the weather seems to be pretty nice, all in all, out there in California. Yeah, of course we've had snow here on Cool Mountain too. Um, in fact, I missed my uh, class on Tuesday. International business environment class. Uh, but I'm, sure, I'm sure I'll have to make it up next week. That's anyway. awesome. Um, so thanks to David H. Um, he uh, is our weekly sponsor on the podcast because he went to harryhogfootball.com and he clicked on the donate button, which is a PayPal donate button, and donated a little something to help us keep the podcast going. And we appreciate that very much. So uh, David H., our weekly sponsor. Thanks a lot, our, David Our sponsor H. this week, David Lee Legal Services, is, of course, our weekly sponsor. It's David H., as in... Hail to the Redskins. David David Hail to the Redskins. Brilliant. What do you think of that, Josh? Uh Oh man. That's it? That's all you have to say about that? Man. What about <laughs> what about you, Gibbs? Dude. What was that? <laughs> I called it. <laughs> hey, you know what I called? I called the Eagles getting beat this week. How about that? Nice one. Yeah. Bye, Eagles. Bye. You've never won a Super Bowl yet. On the road to zero Super Bowls. Super Bowl victories. So, yeah. I'm glad that they were beat beaten. Bye, Eagles. Bye. Dudes, I got to say something. I have to admit this. I had no idea the Seahawks made the playoffs until I was watching that game, and they were destroyed, <laughs> destroying the, before, the Saints. Before that one. I was like, the Seahawks? I remember Aaron texted me, and he's like, what the hell are the Seahawks doing in the playoffs? And then, what's his face? Uh, Marshawn Lynch. I was like, when was he on the Seahawks? Because he had that outstanding run where he just pushed <laughs> over that cornerback. Yeah, that run was, was spectacular. That was, that was yeah. just sweet. Yeah. It wasn't it was one of those when you're the... watching it, and you're going, oh, man. Oh man! I know. Holy it was crap! But it still wasn't as good as the um, fourth and two run by uh, John Riggins. John Riggins. But then again, Super is there Bowl anything 17. as good as that? I, I I think I know it's a debatable thing, but I think that still has to be the main highlight, the number one highlight um, of all time for the Washington Redskins in their history, because that was the play that pretty much sealed up the first Super Bowl victory. Oh yeah, first world championship since '42. I mean, that's you, you can argue some other plays, but I mean, to me, that's that is the number one play of all time for the history of the Redskins. And the most euphoric moment for Redskins fans had to have been the entire second quarter of Super Bowl '22. Yeah, without oh, yeah. question, euphoria, which we'll probably never get again. You know yeah, how we're always know. like complaining that we're cursed and we can never win a game that's not a nail biter. Well, that was because of that game. That was it. <laughs> the load was blown on that game as far as those type of wins. So <laughs> I'm blowing your Anyway, load. um this um, week so we yeah. were, we were we were going to give our um games and kicks of the year this week of 2010, but we're going to wait for Josh so he can get in on that for next week. And that way so, he doesn't uh, get mad at us when he gives his offensive game ball to Stefan Heyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we could go ahead and speculate that Josh is going to give his offensive game ball of the year to Stefan Heyer and his defensive game ball of the year to... Uh, Probably Carlos Rogers. I was thinking Carlos Rogers at first, but then I think he changed it to Albert Hainsworth. Maybe Kimo Iatu. For, as you said, the three plays where he actually tried. That's true. And then, he was good for three plays. And then I think he was going to give his kick to... Um, was it Ryan Terrain? Probably Ryan Terrain. Oh man! <laughs> and his um, defensive and kick, kick to defense? London Fletcher. And Probably. He oh, he definitely would have to kick London Fletcher. <laughs> so anyway, so there, there we're gonna go. wait. We're gonna wait for next week for Josh for that. But we will start to um, do a 2010 breakdown of the offense. Right, talk John? About, yeah, talk about how the offense did a little bit. Talk about the free agents coming up uh, 
of course, that's all – it depends on how the whole collective bargaining agreement and everything susses out here coming in March where if the uh, if the owners are going to lock out the players and all this stuff. But as of now, we've got a laundry list of free agents on offense and defense. We're going to focus on offense this week. Um, John. And some needs and what the Redskins can uh, – where the Redskins need to improve and stuff like that everywhere. Well, let's go ahead and dive into this um, free agency deal for the offense. Sweet. Well, let me let me throw in... out a real quick thing about draft picks um, to keep in mind as we're talking about needs and everything with the uh, with the offense and the defense and whatnot. Um, a quick a quick hash on the draft picks for right now. The Redskins 2011 draft they have the first, second, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds to pick in. The tenth pick in those rounds. They do not have a third. That third round pick has gone to the Saints for Jamal Brown. Um, they should get a fifth or a sixth round pick in return because Jamal Brown, probably a sixth because Jamal Brown, I, I don't know, maybe a fifth because Jamal Brown didn't play that much. He was coming off of those big injuries. Um, and the fourth round pick goes to the Eagles for McNabb. We're also getting an undisclosed pick for, uh, I think, for Justin Tryon, who had a pick, <laughs> who had a, a, a interception pick in that game that they lost in the playoffs last weekend, by the way. I know Aaron was pumped. That's his dog. What do you mean it was undisclosed? They haven't what? said exactly what pick we're getting yet that I have found. It was kind of one oh, of those, okay. and there'll be it'll be a draft pick. And I don't know if it was on player incentives or I mean he had he had a couple of big picks for him, so I think we at least deserve a second. Had a couple of big what <laughs> picks? Oh, I thought you said something else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, well, if he got a pick and they. Um, if he got a pick in the playoff game, I mean, come on, dude. That's a pretty big incentive. We deserve a first for that. Yeah, I think a first-round pick for Justin Tryon is, is spot on. <laughs> um, and if fourth. McNabb leaves, we may get one of those late-round compensatory picks in the sixth or seventh round at the end. Dude, um, McNabb is totally leaving. Yeah, I think so, too. He's gone. Yeah, so speaking of that, let's let's talk about that. Um, well, he'll have to be, well, since he signed a new contract with us, if he leaves... He'll have to be. This is true, and they can cut him without having to pay him any more of that crazy big salary uh, contract that they signed him to. They can cut him, and it's not going to cost him another dime if they cut him in the window coming up here. Well, um, go ahead and do that. But the thing is, they cut him. Sexy Rexy and John Beck are second and third string quarterbacks, or first and second string quarterbacks, I should say. Uh, mm -hmm. Both are free agents coming up here in March. So we well, would have zero quarterbacks unless we re-sign Rex, which just might as well. Uh, I have no. I, I can't even. All right, dude. I'm starting to get pissed talking about Rex Grossman. Pick it up. All right. Well, here's here's what I have to say about that. <laughs> if um, if Donovan McNabb is gone, then John, you have been following the college circuit pretty closely. What do we have in the way of possibility of getting a quarterback in the draft? Well, with the 10th pick, there could be – well, there's definitely going to be some quarterbacks available. Um, the ones that people are talking about are Jake Locker at Washington. I'm not sold on him. Ryan Mallett from Arkansas. I think he's a project, but he might end up being a decent quarterback. And, of course, Cam Newton. Well, now, and there's one more, too. The Stanford dude – that said he wasn't coming back. What's his name? Luck, right? Luck, yeah. He's he's going back to school. But his coach just took the job at the 49ers, so is he going to change his mind? I don't think so. And I think he has to decide by the uh, – it's just a few more days. They don't have much time at all. I think they have one more week or I, – I, I can't remember the day exactly. It's sometime coming up here in the middle of January where the students have to declare whether they're going to the draft or not for uh, the NFL. So I think he's going to stay in school. The deal with Luck is that he's a, you know, he's his family is well to do. He doesn't need to go to the he doesn't need to go to the NFL and get rich even though he's pretty much guaranteed the number 1 pick. Um and, he, but you know, he can go back and finish school cuz he can. He doesn't have to worry about the money issue. Um All right. Well, let's face it, dude. If he does come out, Carolina will be snatched snatching his buns and maybe that's the maybe that has something to do with it too maybe he said i really don't want to go play in a, in a charlotte yeah maybe he doesn't Perhaps. like that teal blue color 
Well, I don't know about you, but dude, I'm 35, about to turn 36. No, I'm 34, and you do know that about me. That's true. And I, looking back on it now, you know, I mean, he's just, he's 21 or 22, but looking back on it now, if I were independently wealthy, I sure as hell would stay in college for the entire four years. Because good God, who didn't love college? Yeah, you're right about that. I might even stay there a fifth. For a second senior year, third sophomore year. I knew guys like that. Yeah. Because going back to college, like, just isn't the same. As you well know, Mr. Working on your master's. It's completely not the same at all. Right. But anyway, um, let me see here. Well, we'll, okay, so we need a quarterback. We need to draft, I think we need to draft a quarterback. And remember, we have the first, or the 10 pick in round one and round two. So we either need to go to get a quarterback through free agency, or we need to draft one. Or probably both. If if you want my opinion, the only one they even need to keep is John Beck, and that's only because we don't know what the hell he can do. Yeah, I think you're right. So you, yeah, I don't think we can spend two draft picks on a quarterback, though. But we might, do you think quarterback's the biggest need, or what do you think we would otherwise take? I think the quarterback the is pick? the number one need on this team. We've got the left tackle, um, we've got the defensive end, quarterback is where we really need those are the three building blocks and as far as i think as if you're building a franchise you need a left tackle or a right tackle if you have a left-handed quarterback you need a defensive end a pass rushing defensive end that can be disruptive and change a game um and you need a quarterback you need those three we're we've get, got dude. two of them dude i know who we're gonna get at quarterback you ready mm. for this mark my words Vince Young. Oh, dude, that's right. That's a good one to bring up, dude, because Vince Young is available. But do you think, you know what? Last year, I would have said, oh, dear God, Vinny Serrato is going to get Vince Young. And that's going to go <laughs> over so badly. Because he's fragile, man. He's fragile. He's way too fragile. Yeah, I don't think, Shanahan's not going to put up with any of that crap. So even if Alan the Bruce is like, well, you know, maybe we should go get Vince Young. Shanahan's going to be like, no! And then <laughs> lightning is going to just like shoot out of his eyeballs and burn Bruce Allen his, as he's his running eyeball. away. His eyeball. His one eyeball. living eyeball. His living eyeball. <laughs> maybe maybe that left eye is actually a bionic eye. Anyway. He lasers with it. Yeah, we definitely need a quarterback, but we need a lot of things, dude. Um, I agree. I'm really, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that uh, Malcolm Kelly will come back and like be able to play some football because... We need a big receiver, but we don't have any picks to waste on one. Right. That's not going to, we don't know is going to come through. You mean like the pick we wasted on Malcolm Kelly, Mr. D injury himself? Yeah. yeah. We need, and then we need like a whole new defense. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I wish truly. they didn't change the 3 4 because we really can't be, like the last 10 years, all of our picks have gone to defense, it seems. Yeah, and then we changed up the defense and started, instead of uh, going with what we had. But, you, you know, that 3-4 defense, they run it in all these successful teams right now that have had Super Bowl wins, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Um, I think the Patriots, basically, they got Will Fork there at nose tackle. You know, it's it's one of those things. It, it doesn't change overnight. you got to do it. And, and commit to it and give it a couple of years to really gel. Yeah, and the good sign was that the, the last two and three games, all these scrubs that we had in at offensive line were starting to gel. Yep. So maybe they'll be better next year. I still think we need a center. Yeah, uh, I agree. Casey Raylock was getting pushed Speaking of that, you've got, we've got um, 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 Robach, of course, at center, who's the oldest guy on the line now, I think. Um, and speaking and of the, the line... Starters, Will Montgomery, who ended up coming in at right guard for Artis Hicks, who who called that one? I called that one. Good guy. Yeah, he needs. Is he cut? Because he he sucked. I don't know. I hope he is. I didn't see I, him on the free agent list, but Will Montgomery is a free agent. Jamal Brown is a free agent, and we better re-sign him if for no other reason. We burned a third round pick to get him. Oh, we and need Josh's him. favorite player, Josh's uh, offensive player of the year, yeah, Stefan Heyer, is a free agent. <laughs> All right, here's we'll who, give here's you one dollar, Stefan Heyer, to fill up Jamal the Gatorade Brown. coolers. 
Jamal Brown. Stefan Heyer needs to be let go. Back to, uh, working at wherever he works over there. One of the last Colorado Park. projects. Um, it's a project, all right. Like who else did Chicago. you say was a free agent Montgomery. on the offensive line? Who was that? Who else was a free agent on the offensive line? Or is that Montgomery, it? Jamal Brown, and Stefan Heyer for sure. All right, I think we probably need to sign Montgomery and um, Jamal Brown. Stefan Heyer, I know you want to keep him, but I'm saying let him go. <laughs> Dude, no, that's Josh's dog, remember? Uh, maybe we could trade him to the Colts for a conditional undisclosed pick. <laughs> anyway, Stefan Heyer, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, All right. seriously, if they bring, they're not going to bring him back. Do you want to go into the other free agents, or do you want to continue talking about offensive needs here? Uh, I think we need to stick with the offense. We'll talk about the defensive free agent. We'll t- we'll talk about that a little bit after the break. Um, one position in particular on the defense that uh, could be intriguing, but we're going to focus more on that on next week's episode. Okay. All right. Well, continuing on the offense, tight ends. I, dude, I already called this. I think we could trade Chris Cooley because. Fred Davis kind of stepped up a bit, and uh, Pony Boy was promising. Paulson. Yeah, but I, Everyone I loves Chris Cooley. I mean, he does have a lot of catches, and I think he, what, did he have the most for a tight end? and second Redskins for tight ends um, in the league. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I think there's positions that we need worse, and we could – I see some trade value there, and we don't have much trade value at other positions. This is true. My biggest you know worry saying? is if we let Chris Cooley go, and we all know that you're a Chris Cooley hater. Um, if we let him go to get draft picks or another player or something like that, Chris Cooley has become a rather good blocking tight end, and Fred Davis can't block anything. No. What I about mean, he has boy? so I little haven't... focus. I, Fred Davis just like it's like he's not paying attention. All the time. He just, like, loses focus, and he, he still hasn't learned how to block. He's been there, what, three years now? Yeah. Two years. He can catch, though. Three years. He can catch. Cooley can catch, except for that one game where he dropped four passes. Pony Boy can catch. I'm not sure about his blocking. I didn't watch it that closely. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a project, though. But, yeah, Paulson, I see your point. I mean, there's pluses and minuses. Anytime, if you want to get value, you have to give up some value. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, here's Unless what I'm it's saying. the Raiders, you might be able to really fleece them really nicely. <laughs> yeah, we might be able to trade Pony Boy to them for like for a, a second, second round pick. <laughs> but anyway, what I was, what I'm getting at here is, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm saying if Chris Cooley wasn't going to be a free agent, I would say re-sign him. But what? Yeah. In other words, he's he's valuable, and we already have him. So if we can trade him for a position that we need, or more desperate at and I would be in favor of that. Understand. Even though most Redskins fans would be like, no way. No, I but I see your Cooley. argument because, I mean, we need upgrades at nearly every position on the team. Just mm-hmm. about everything. So Speaking of, at running back, here. at running back, uh, Mike Shanahan, and I quote, said that, well, paraphrase, that Clinton Portis has a lot of football left in him. Does that sound like trade words to you? I was just about to say, that sounds like trading-type words, like he's hoping maybe we can uh, ship him off to the Raiders for something. Yeah, as Danny Sweeney would say, let's see what we can get for him. Let's see what we can get for him. I think we we could probably get a fifth for him, dude. Maybe. I mean, the thing about Clinton Portis, and we all know that he 100% on the field every time, doesn't work harder on the field. But, uh, man, he how many – I don't have it in front of me, but he is – I think he's missed more games than he's played in the last three years. Yeah. He, so, and he's one of the best blockers. He's a great blocking. Uh, but, yeah, well, Ryan really Terrain, though – dude, Ryan Terrain was ripping off some runs. Ryan Terrain, who – yeah, the thing with him, he'll, he'll be great if he can stay healthy as well. And that's another thing I think we need to look at in the draft. And Shanahan has been fantastic about in his past history with the Broncos is getting late round running backs. He's gotten some early round ones too, but getting late round running backs that can pull out like 1000 yard seasons because of the zone blocking scheme. Well, he's the one that brought in terrain because he 
had yeah, faith in him. He drafted him, him or signed him originally as a rookie. Yeah, and Terrain was – I mean, he turned out to be a good player. And Keelan Williams wasn't bad either. Keelan Williams isn't bad. He's, he's, he's not a bad third down, change of pace back, catch the ball. Although, like you uh, pointed out, I think last week, Ryan Terrain was uh, catching the ball a little bit more out of the flat as the season went on as well. So, running but back. Quick, I think, yeah. I think Ronnie some late-round picks or some undrafted free agents would be a good way to shore up that position. Mm-hmm. But what about, exactly. uh, let's move on to fullback. Mike Sellers, my understanding is Mike Sellers is also a free agent. The 36-year-old, 35, 36-year-old Mike Sellers. Well, we got that other dude, Daryl Young, that was pretty decent. So, I don't know. Mike Sellers is another fan favorite like Chris Cooley, but seriously. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if money is no object to Dan Snyder, then keep him. But I don't know if we need two uh, fullbacks on the team. But whatever. What do you think? Indifferent? I think if Mike Sellers is still good enough to make the team next year, we keep him. But we definitely, if this young guy doesn't work out, and he does show promise, but, but that might not be a bad position to upgrade as well. But I think we're a little, we have a little bit more pressing needs with that. Yeah, I'm never that. really that big on the the fullback, to tell you the truth. I think I think there's places we need to upgrade a little bit big, more importantly than that. Um, yeah. For instance, the, wide receiver. I the, yeah, I see the fullback position is almost like special teams type position. It's, well, you need that lead blocker in there, but it's it's you can almost put tight ends in as fullbacks. And yeah, vice versa. In some circumstances, I think it's a pretty important position. I mean, when you get a really good fullback who can who can hit that first linebacker that's coming through the hole and, and give Ryan Terrain that space he needs to get through, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I thought Sellers was, I thought Sellers had a better year this year than he did last year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I, I think we definitely need to bring him back and keep him. And um, at least one of one about every two times he carries the ball, he does some hurdle jump over someone. Yeah. Which is always anyway, cool. yeah. All right, all right. Go ahead. Wait, what were you going to say? Um, next stop is wide receivers. Santana Moss is a free agent. Uh, we need to re-sign him, dude. Absolutely. Uh, enough said about that. We got to re-sign him. He's our only stable receiver we've had in the last what ten years. And I think he's close to like a Redskins record, isn't he? Um, I think he's just short of, of, I don't know. I have no idea. No, he's short of Art Monk for um, consecutive years with over 1,000 yards or something. No, 1,000-yard seasons with the Redskins. Tied, yeah, he's one year short of uh, Art Monk and Gary Clark who are tied for the lead in that. Was it seven years? 1,000-yard seasons? Six or seven, yeah. I I don't know. So as as I'm saying, I mean... If you're mentioning him in the names with Gary Clark and Art Monk, then he's got to be a pretty strong player for the team. He's been pretty productive with some pretty crappy uh, Redskins teams and some really crappy quarterbacks. So And some really crappy opposite receivers. Yeah, no one to take the pressure off him. So, yes, so, we got to I mean, Armstrong, keep I think, is a positive, but like you said earlier in the podcast, dude, we need a tall range of receiver. And here's the, here back on Santana Moss for a second. Here's the thing for the last game or two. They were putting him in the slot, and he was getting open. And if they could find another big receiver to the outside and keep Santana Moss in the slot, that could be some uh-huh. danger. Some danger. And Anthony Armstrong can run deep as well. So, yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Are we forgetting anybody? Um, Josh? Free agents on offense? I don't think so. Do you think? I mean, Josh. Josh, are we forgetting anyone on offense? Who said that, dude? Who said what? Oh, man. I don't think we're forgetting anyone. I don't think he's paying attention. He's probably surfing the net. Position-wise, are we forgetting anyone? I think we pretty much called it all out. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, We pretty much need help at every position, and we need to re-sign. So, So to go through the free agents... Real quick, Santana Moss, bring him back. Yep. Jamal Brown. Yep. Bring him back. Will Montgomery. 
Uh, yep. Stefan Heyer. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no need. Sexy Rexy. Uh, I can feel my blood pressure going up just mentioning his name, so of course no. Is he a John free Beck? agent? Yes. Wait, he, oh. Uh, well, no, yeah, we got to bring back John. We got to bring back one of those guys. We need Beck just to see what he can do. Yeah, but I have a feeling that if we bring two, even if we draft two quarterbacks or acquire two quarterbacks in however, whatever way we do it, you got to at least bring Sexy Rexy and back into training camp. No, we don't need to bring back Sexy Rexy ever. <laughs> Not even a training camp to compete for the third string quarterback position. Dude, I know. It's it's like the inevitable. We have to have someone who can start if we're going to have young quarterbacks, but that does not make me happy. Sexy yeah, Rexy. Yeah, I, I think Sexy Rexy probably will be back, but if it were me, cut! Yeah. Well, I was ready me, to see Beck in that last game. First damn place. Dude, I was calling for Beck in that last game when you were like, leave in Rexy because I really want to see him because he's sexy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And last but not least, Mike Sellers is a free agent. I think we need to bring him back. And I'm indifferent on him. I feel kind of like Siskel and Ebert, like doing a recap. Your thumb sideways. My thumb is <laughs> uh, sideways. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I guess let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about um, a little bit about – are we going to run down the free agents on defense real fast or talk no. about – No, we'll, we'll save that for next week. We'll talk about some stuff. We're going to talk about a little bit of defense like I was teasing earlier, uh, a couple other uh, things, and we're going to tell you a little thing. You know how we uh, have brought the light that the beer vendors at FedEx Field, some of them are very, very dodgy, trying to steal money from you and charge you more money than they're supposed to so they can pocket the extra dollar per beer and things like that. But turns out they're not the only dodgy beer people at, at an NFL stadium. So we're going to talk oh, no. about that in a minute. John has uncovered someone even dodgier, and we'll talk to you about it right after this break. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving. Or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757 259 9377. That's 757 259 John, you back? Yeah, I'm back. I gotta pick up the slack for Josh not being here. Where you at, Josh? Josh, where you at now? He's on the tarmac at Atlanta Airport. He went down there for the Falcons game this weekend because he's a closet Falcons fan. Ooh. Don't worry. He's never going to listen to this podcast to be able to, like, rebut <laughs> that comment. like, dude, what'd you talk about on the last podcast? Dude, I heard you guys say that I was a Falcons fan. I can't believe you guys said that I thought Stephon Hire was player of the year. Josh thought it was like... I thought he was so, player of the decade. 
Josh thought it was so cool back in 1991 playoffs when uh, uh, Jerry Glanville, the Falcons, held up that Redskins fan, that Redskins helmet in their huddle right before they got to totally destroyed in the playoff game. Oh, you mean the Dirty Bird Falcons, the two legit to quit ones that had MC Hammer on the sideline? Yeah, and then they got, let me rephrase that if you didn't hear me, destroyed by the Redskins in that playoff Absolutely game. Absolutely annihilated. Look like yes. chumps, like they were. Yeah, chumps. That's a great way to describe them. They were chumps. Yeah. Chumps. And I'm sure they had to pay for that helmet, too. Anyway, <laughs> we're back. You want to touch my helmet? Now, John alluded to before the break a um, a stadium that has more dodgy beer practices than FedEx Field. Would you care to elaborate on that, John? Yeah, actually, um, my better half, Roberta, found this video online. She was like, did you see this video about the Seattle Seahawks Stadium? And I'm like, what are you talking about? So, long story short, I went and checked it out. And there was, there was a couple guys in there at the Seahawks Stadium. Um, that kind of cool stadium, shaped like a hawk. Holds the sound in, even though it's outside. Nice design, all that good stuff. Twelfth man. But yeah, the twelfth man thing is, is uh, it's, it's a little over the top. Um, in any event. So at their stadium, like in many other stadiums, they have two different sizes of beers that you can buy. You know, there's like the regular size cup and the big cup. Now, most places you go to, you see the cups and it'll be like 16 ounce or 20 ounce, you know, or something like that. Well, these guys discovered, and they put it on this video, you can find it on YouTube. They took a regular beer and they took a large beer. And they, they, you know, they drank the regular beer, and they had the cup of large beer filled up to the top next to it. And they picked up the large beer and poured it into the small beer cup. And they poured every single drop of it into the small beer cup, and it fit all the way to the up. top. So it's just an optical illusion and a couple more dollars to get the larger one. Exactly. The two cups, even though they're shaped differently, have the same volume. They hold the same amount of liquid. So all those people for however long in Seattle that have been paying the extra money for the large beer have been getting ripped off. Like, are you kidding me? And quite frankly, the people that were paying for the small beer were probably getting ripped off as well. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Um, so that's that's even dodgier, I think. Than, than the random beer guys at, at FedEx Field that charge you extra money and then pocket the extra money until yeah. you call them out and bust them when there's a cop nearby. Mm-hmm. So even so anyway, worse. Even worse. Check, so good check story. Out the check video. it out. Yeah. Check out the video. Um, speaking of uh, defense real quick, though, we there is a big-name uh, cornerback that has just come available. <laughs> yeah, what's his name, Oakland. Aaron? His name is Asamoga. <laughs> Asamoga. 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 From Oakland. Keep bringing where our other cornerback has come one. from. Yeah, what where is... D'Angelo Hall was at before. Uh, Asamoga, you know, this year, the whole, the big thing last year and this year in the NFL has been Daryl Revis, Revis Island. Well, two years ago, it was Asamoga. It was half the field was his, and you didn't throw to his side of the field. Now, I understand the guy is 30, but he's getting released. Well, I guess his contract is being voided because he didn't meet certain playing incentives. Um, so you could argue that his play has gone downhill a little bit, but I still, still think that he's like 20 times better than Carlos Rogers, and I think we need to go after the guy because he has got skills. Yeah. I think we need to go after him too because Carlos Rogers, this is what's going to happen. We've already seen the writing on the wall from last year when he had to sign his tender and he didn't want to. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's better than he is, and he's going to try to get this huge contract, and some like some team is going to give him a bigger contract than the Redskins are going to give him because we all know – because we see him play every week. They are going to have the wool pulled over their eyes, and they're going to sign him to the big contract that he thinks he deserves. I don't so, know if anyone's going to do that, though, because he was hoping for that last year, and nobody would give him the offer that he wanted. Well, whatever. Then we should see what we can get for him, and then get this ass <laughs> 
But because, yeah, he uh, thinks he's so much better than he is. Um, but I'll be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he left for a worse offer just to be able to get out of here because I think he's ready to move on and try somewhere different and then realize he really does suck. Yeah. By the way, he tied his career high for interceptions this year. He had two. I think yeah, and that, that second week. one he only made because he listened to the podcast and he found out about the Dick's Gloves. Both of the catches, the interceptions he made this year, both <laughs> that he made in all 16 games, he didn't even catch cleanly. They, like, bobbled around in his hands, the both. one at the beginning of the year and the one at the end of the year. It was like bookends. It was sloppy bookends. Both of them that he made. Both. In other words, half as many as D'Angelo Hall made in one game. Yeah. Now, the problem with Asamuga is that he is a he's a big man-to-man coverage kind of guy, and Hazlitt, Sick. from what I understand, does a lot of zone. He seems to run a lot of zone, a lot of cover two uh, defense. So I don't is know if because Asamuga's our defense be, sucks. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you have someone like Asamuga, are you going to play more man-to-man? Um, I think in that case you might. I don't know. We're going to talk more about defense, but we need a lot of help in the secondary. Yeah, that's for sure. But anyway, Which, I think it's a it's a good idea. I think I think if Asamuga is past his prime and he's he's on the way downhill in his prime and his age, then Snyder will absolutely sign him for more money than he's worth. So we might see him no matter what. Yeah, or you know what we could do? Try to keep Rogers, mm-hmm. sign Asamuga, and then cut like. Uh, I don't know, dude, Dowdy or someone, because Kevin Barnes stepped up at safety. I think, yeah, we are definitely, all three of us, even Josh, all three of us, I think, are of the, the belief that Kevin Barnes needs to stay at safety because he sucked at cornerback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kevin Barnes and uh, LaRon Landry. And Kareem Moore, maybe. He didn't impress me after they were like, he was so awesome in training camp. Yeah. I, my big dig on him was that he keeps getting injured all the time in his past, and that happened again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, now the new dig is that he, he just wasn't even all that good. He's fragile. He's fragile, man. He's fragile. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many defensive backs we're going to keep, but... I think Kevin Barnes made a good play to make the team as a safety, personally. I mean, I haven't heard anyone else in the media, you know, like professional media people, not us, who are just fans, say it, but... Yeah, maybe someone has, but I haven't heard anybody else talk about that either. And it's like, it seems to me obvious. He was terrible at corner. He's good at safety. Keep it for him. Yeah, I haven't heard any of you guys, any of you listeners chime in about our thoughts on Kevin Barnes either. I mean, we could just be out on an island here. We could be out on Allen Island. We could be on Allen Island. Look at your hands. They naked. You need some dicks gloves. <laughs> anyway, if you do have any comments about any of the asinine dicks things gloves. we say, you can go ahead and send those in to RedskinsFan at HarryHuntFootball.com, and we'll bring it up on the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you call us on the hog line, what is that hog line number? It's 177 Harry Hog, and that is a local call to somewhere in Massachusetts, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But what will happen is it's a voicemail type thing, and you leave a voicemail, and it emails us the uh, MP3 file, and then we can use it on the podcast. Right, so whatever you say on there may get used on the podcast. If you say something funny, it very well may get used on the podcast. Actually, it emails it to Josh, and then he's supposed to send it to me so I can put it on the podcast, but since he's not here this week, that's why we can't have the David Lee legal report that'll be in next week. Oh, man. Anyway, what else we got? Let's, you know, we're not going to keep you guys the full time without Josh here. Yeah. We're, well, we're running pretty well, I think. Getting close yeah, to full time. We got a few more things to talk about. Um, did dude, did you get an email? Redskins fans. Dear Mr. Adams, congratulations from the Washington Redskins. You have the opportunity to be among the first to purchase 2011 season tickets. Again. The winner is a myth. And you are once again to the top of the list every year. I've been at the top of the list for a long time now. 
Sometimes um, four times a year. Somehow my wife Suzanne made it to the top of the list, and she was never even on the waiting list. <laughs> well, dude, check this out. They're offering more incentives this year than ever. So they're really they're having a harder time selling season tickets than ever, and it's obvious why. I mean, we all know we've been watching the team. Um, not only can you reserve your seats by January 28th and receive free tickets to either the Maryland Notre Dame game on the 12th of November or the Kenny Chesney concert on June 4th, which they've been advertising that concert since last June 4th. They must have sold like five seats to that thing. Like nobody's going to see Kenny Chesney at FedEx Field, apparently, because they're trying to give, here, buy some Baskin Robbins and you can get a free Kenny Chesney ticket. You know, go to Taco Bell and buy a taco and you can get a free Kenny Chesney ticket. <laughs> well, dude, how are they going to sell out uh, 80,000 seat 90,000. 90,000 seat stadium. Well, it's going to be more than that once they put seats down on the field. To Yeah, I guess it depends on where the stage is, yeah. To see Kenny Chesney. Yeah, enough said. And on top of getting free tickets and a taco to see Kenny Chesney, also, and this is actually a really important one, there's a little star. It says, select price zones are already sold out, but a limited number of great locations are still available. Star. Go to the bottom. Taxes and $25 shipping and handling fee extra, which I know the taxes. I don't know about the shipping and handling fee, $25, I guess because they sent them FedEx. You'd think they'd get a deal since they have the name on the stadium. $25. Um, All right, go ahead. But we know about the taxes and everything. If you do it, the taxes are like 10% and fees and everything because of the Prince George County or whatever it is, all that stuff. But the one-time activation fee of $100 per seat will be waived. Yeah, that's big news for the Redskins. That's a pretty that's a pretty big deal. They've never done that before cuz I mean, if you're buying four season tickets, that's $400 you have to pay just to activate the seats. Whatever and here's that the other thing. Here's <laughs> to activate the seats. What is that? Otherwise, when you go to use the seats, they they're won't all, you know how they're folded up, they won't extend down. They won't so come down like them. the bathrooms and the gas stations back in the 70s. You had to put money in to go into the stall. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. But here's the thing, dude. Where did they say the seats? Have the, Do they have lower bowl seats yet, or are they not offering us that? They're not that desperate yet. I do not know. It says, quote, select price zones are already sold out, but a limited number of great locations are still available. So oh, yeah, and be plus you bowl. can reserve inside the Beltway parking close to the stadium. And affordable interest fee, interest-free payment plans are available for your convenience so they will finance you to buy season tickets this year so here but what are the limited select seats is what i want to know i don't know because if they think a great location is in the upper deck three rows from the back in the corner then that's a lie then that's a big lie that's about as big as a lie as the 150 to 200,000 person season ticket waiting list which i don't think anyone believes that anymore because all you got to do is watch the games. So anyway, this is what I said to John. I was like, for a second I thought about this, and I was like, I would consider season six tickets again if they were inside the 20s in the lower bowl. Yeah. And then I started thinking about that, and I was like, hmm, let me see. I'd have to pay for all those preseason games, all those crappy games where we lose to the Titans 15-14, to 14, all of those, uh, you know, Really crappy games where we get destroyed by the Eagles. Yeah. Or and none of us or, live there. I could save my money, and when we actually go to the playoffs, I could pay the fifteen hundred dollars or whatever it was that I would spend on all those crappy games to go to one game where the team apparently actually cares about playing. And go to a playoff game. And go to a playoff game. Yeah, and maybe two, and maybe a Super Bowl. Yeah, and not to mention, I mean, I'm the closest one to the stadium, and I'm four hours away. Mm-hmm. Out of Harry Hog football, so I think I think uh, keeping an eye on the playoff tickets is the way to go. Yeah, if you start saving your money now, when we finally make the playoffs in three or four years, you're gonna have plenty of money to uh, buy those tickets. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'll be there, man. So anyway, yeah, they apparently have more seats available than ever. They've they've cut the activation fee to let the seats come down, so you can sit on them. And they have interest-free payment plans, so they will finance you. It's like going to a car dealership. They even offer personal financing at the dealership. 
Now, you know what they could start throwing in, which might entice some people? A new car! If they well, if they didn't charge you for or didn't charge full price for the preseason games. Yeah, and, because that is the choice of each individual club. It is not a mandate from the NFL like we thought a few years ago. Yeah, if they threw that in, and um, I don't know, maybe released some of those uh, club-level seats that no one buys as general admission seats, you know, that would be cool. It would be cool if know. they would win some damn games and quit going 4-12 and 12 and 6-10 and 10 and 7-9. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, that would be the best thing to help them sell. That would sell that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean the marketing people for the Redskins are like, seriously, dude, you guys got to win some games. I mean, come on. Yeah, what what more do you want from us? But here's an interesting point. Anywhere on the letter, did they mention the waiting list this year? No, I didn't think so. Not a single thing about the waiting list on this year's email. You know why? Because it's a myth. It is a myth. It's a myth. A myth. Anyway, moving on, did you hear about the one-man gang, Lorenzo Alexander? Our dog, formerly number 79, now number 97. One of the guys that Josh wants to give the um, his yearly kick in the balls award to, even though I believe, is he an alternate for the Pro Bowl special teams, or how that work? I think he's like an alternate or second alternate or something like that. Anyway, one-man gang has been nominated for the NFL Man of the Year award. And the NFL Man of the Year Award is given to the player that, what, John? Who's the man? Who's the man? Who's the man? Uh, what does it's, he have to do? It's like all about the, the off-field, like, uh, you know, contributions to, uh, to, to the areas that you work in or in the areas that you're from, you know, con contributions to society and things like that. Mm -hmm. So he's been doing a lot of work with that. And I think in the D.C. area, and I think he's from Houston, he's been doing stuff out there as well. I thought he was from California. He went to California. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He went I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I know he's been doing stuff where he went to school in California because we promoted that show for him. Yeah. And he was going to come on, and he never did. I don't know what happened with that. But uh, we promoted his little ride to provide. Right. Uh, funders. But he's still our dog. He's still our dog, even though he never made the show. He at least emailed us back, unlike most players. Yeah, and he wasn't like Daryl Green's manager. He was like... How much can you give Daryl? Yeah, it's like, it costs blah, blah, blah. It'll cost you $10,000 to have Daryl Green on for one minute. But don't worry, all that money is going to his charity. Right, right. Yeah. Right, anyway. Anyway, um, that's why I like to still think of Daryl as, as when I was a youngster and didn't think about all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was a good player and that was it. Yeah. Anyway. And he was an awesome player. But yeah. The thing, dude, that's a good thing to bring up. When we were young, we just watched the games and, all, and and that was it, you know. We didn't know hardly anything about what went on off the field except we heard about, you know, random guys on the Giants or the Cowboys, you know, smoking crack and stuff <laughs> like that. But then, like, we had Daryl Green who was always smiling and making awesome plays and Art Monk was – Art Monk was how you know him now. <laughs> I mean, a, a super classy guy, never had problems off the field ever. But nowadays, because of the internet and Twitter and 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 just everything, you know so much more about people, and it's like everyone's got issues in some way or another. You know, I mean, Daryl Green's protecting his brand, but he could also be looked at as being like extremely greedy for what he does. Just depends on your point of view. But yeah, when John, we were kids, all we did was watch lost, football. What's that? You've lost your innocence, dude. Lost. It's the end of my innocence. That's well, about time. Innocence. Anyway, yeah, um, it was nice to watch see. the games back then that way. Anyway, it might be yet another three out of four years, keep your fingers crossed, Hall of Fame trip for Harry Hog football as Chris Hanberger is one of two dudes on the senior committee's list to be inducted. And it's, it's basically a yes-no vote. Oh, yeah, sorry, for the Hall of Fame. It's basically a yes-or-no vote, and they will vote on this. The senior committee will vote on this. No, the, the whole committee. The, the senior committee is what put the nominations for those two guys in, for him and the other guy, uh, Les Richter. Oh, but, really? Uh, I thought yeah. I didn't know the whole committee voted on it. But yeah, okay. yeah. The deal with it, the, they just announced the finalists for the Hall of Fame this week, but Ed Rick, or Les Richter and Chris Hamburger were already in the final group 
Um, they make the final group. I think they make it automatically because they were nominated by the senior committee. Um, so they're automatically in that group. And the rest of the people, I think there's about 15 or so that were nominated for it. And they will announce, they will vote, I think, the day before the Super Bowl. And they will announce the decision at 7 o'clock on the Saturday, 7 p.m. They will make the announcement. Um, they will be, I think it's as few as three or as many as seven or as few as, few as four or as many as seven. I can't remember. I so. um, and each person has to get 80% of the vote, even the guys on the senior committee. Usually both guys nominated from the senior committee make it in, but two years ago one of the guys didn't. So it's not a it's not a gimme that Chris Hamburger is going to get in, even though he was you know, one of the most dominant linebackers of his era. Um you know, we'll he see. played, you know, basically, you know, he played from 65 to 78, all for the Washington Redskins. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler and four-time All-Pro, first-team All-Pro, and sent 1972 Defensive Player of the Year in the NFC. So, I mean, you know, Harry Carson got in for the Giants, and he had, he wasn't, his numbers weren't anywhere, weren't, weren't as good as Chris Hamburger's. Chris Hamburger's, I don't understand why he was overlooked, except for maybe that it was just because he never won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, although they did go to the championship game in '72, didn't they? They did. Yes, they did. So hopefully, he will get in. And we'll have yet another trip to uh, Ohio to talk about and and uh, keep you guys abreast on coming up here in uh, late July, early August. That would be really sweet. Um, but yeah, the vote will be the day before the Super Bowl and. I, there, God, there's something else I'm trying to remember about this, and I can't remember what it is. But, but anyway, oh yeah, of of the people that are going in, it's a maximum of seven. Five of them, only five of them, can be the modern day people. Um, they can't vote in seven modern day people and shaft the two senior people. It was it's five modern at the most, and then the two senior people. Um, like last year, Dick LeBeau got in. He was one of those guys. Other guys who played for the Washington Redskins who were in the final list. I don't even I don't even want to talk about this, but we have to because Deion Sanders. Yeah, thank you. I'm gonna go through his 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 career real quick. Eighty nine to ninety three for the Atlanta Falcons. The Redskins knocked him out of the playoffs, slapped him around like the bitches they were. Uh, <laughs> ninety four San Francisco Forty ers Super Bowl. Ninety five to ninety nine Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl. 2000, allegedly, he was on the Washington Redskins. 2004 to 2005. 2004 to 2005, he played for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like there's a hole in that somewhere? Like from 2001 to 2003. Um, I don't think he played. Maybe he just didn't play. I don't think he did. Anyway, enough about him. Um, yeah, and Andre Reed played for the Redskins in 2000. He's on the list. Of course, he'll, he's known as playing for the Buffalo Bills in all those years when they lost the Super Bowls. Um, but yeah, those are the guys with ties to the Washington Redskins. All these and, years they lost the Super Bowls. And the one other person I want to talk about is Ed Sable, the founder, president, chairman of NFL Films, is in the finals list. I, as a modern? As a modern, yeah. Did he even play football? No. But I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. As a oh yeah, dude, he's like yeah, he like shaped the um, public's view of the NFL through. His when you film. hear that from the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, and you see that that video and everything, that's all because of him. Yeah, all of that. He is the one that 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 basically shapes our view of the history of the NFL when it comes to that. All that great orchestral music. Um, all just, and the slow just motion close up shots. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, even when they start, you know, making sure that they filmed back when they didn't have digital. They actually used 35-millimeter film for NFL films, even though they were using videotape, you know, or whatever it was at that, you know, as eras changed for the uh, television cameras. Mm-hmm. He always always had his own crew doing their stuff, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he gets in. Anyway, I think we should about wrap this thing up. Thanks again to David Lee legal services for their continuing sponsorship and david h from capistrano beach california yes sir for, we'll get you uh, on the map pretty soon here yeah we'll get you on the map um let me see 
We'd like to give a shout out to uh let me see. Josh Allen. Oh man. On the tarmac in Atlanta. Tarmac Adam. I'd like to give out a shout to the Eagles for trying once again and losing miserably to winning the Super Bowl. May they never win one. May they never win a Super Bowl. Um Shout out to Cage from Scotland. We saw you chatting in the uh, chat box on the website. Love our friends over in the UK. Riga's Revenge, Cali Skins guy showing up, as always. And uh, mm-hmm. someone signing in a Shanna fan. Shanna fan. <laughs> All right, dudes. That's a good one. Whoever that is. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully Josh, Josh will be here. Hail to the Redskins. And as always... If you see a Cowboys fan or an Eagles fan, Joker! Joker!